Michigan versus Ohio State. The Buckeyes travel to the big house to play the Wolverines. This is a GMG special edition. Your Vikings coverage will resume shortly thereafter. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, it's Good Morning Galhorn, and we have a special edition for you. Not only do we travel and play the Seahawks this week, and we'll get into that on our normal show, but this week is the big game up at the big house. Where the Ohio State Buckeyes will travel to meet the Michigan Wolverines. And as most of you know, my co-host... Drew and Ted are avid fans. And like in previous years, I'm going to let them talk about it. Have fun, guys. Who's going to win? (laughs) Michigan's going to win. They're going to shock the world. (laughs) Ohio State got bumped up to first. Number one team in the country yesterday. Okay. Oh, that, you know, that's really been a, I'm hoping for a win. It's going to be a long shot. We're going to need some turnovers, but you know what? Like old Bo Schembechler said, we battled to the end. Team, team, team. Yeah. Old, old Bo Schembechler never won it. Got, got as many national championships as a head coach as I do. But that, that Bo Schembechler. <laughs> I seen, uh, it's really a tale of two centuries, you know, that, uh, from 1897 to 1927, Michigan won 27. <laughs> really? Michigan was 27 during that time frame. We're, we're talking about things that happened before the Great Depression? Come really? on, man. <laughs> Been on lean times lately. Michigan's due for a win. You had one in 2011? Yeah, uh, you know, Ohio State has what? They have the number one defense in the country. They have, uh, what's that, Schembechler Young, that Chase guy on the edge. Chase Young. I'll tell you what. They've been beating everybody's ass by 20, 30 points, what, 30 points a game. They average 49 a game, everything, whatever. But they haven't had a game where they fell apart. And I don't want to count last week fumbling at the end zone as falling apart. Really? Because it was was 21-17 late third quarter. I mean, it it was anybody's game for a while. That was they. They kind of, you know, you, you talk about them not. You, I, you said, was it last last show that if if Ohio State had a if they had an error free game and blew out Penn State, that Michigan would win. But if 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 it was a close game, Michigan would end up losing to Ohio State. And they had a they had a pretty close game. It didn't seem that close. I mean, Fields fumbled across the end zone. He's supposed to save that for the big house this week. No, he, he got it out of his system last week, man. We're going to need turnovers. We're going to need Dobbins to come up with a bad hammy. <laughs> got a plan, man. Uh, what's your uh, – do you have any games that any between Michigan and Ohio State that stick out in your head more, more than those? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. In in 2001, and I actually when I, I actually wrote about this. when I, I, I used to write for a, a, a Big Ten site on SB Nation called Off Tackle Empire. And, and one year they asked us for 
kind of a sports deployment memory. And so I, I wrote about it. I don't talk about what I did a whole lot, but um, in, in 2001, it was right after 9-11, of course, and, and I was deployed. And and I was over there for the game. And and it was, I don't know, you, you probably remember it. It was the year, it was it was Trestle's first year. And and it we're coming out of the Cooper years, you know, the uh, two ten and one. And right in in the nineties, I I was in the military and, and living overseas or, or whatever. And so I only saw one or two Ohio State games a year, but I always saw the Michigan Ohio State game. They always put it on Armed Forces Network, and Ohio State always lost in the most painful ways. And so you know, I I distinctly were seeing. Um, the, the video clip on ESPN where Jim Trestle stands up at halftime of a Michigan-Ohio State basketball game the day he got hired, he said, in 310 days. I remember that. I do. In Ann Arbor, uh, or, or he said, you're going to be proud of these, of these men in the classroom and on the field, and in 310 days in Ann Arbor, and the crowd went nuts, and we were like, finally, we got a guy who gets it. Be proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially, in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. And so I, I went into the mess hall, and, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of TV. I mean, I really didn't have time to watch TV, but had a few hours off, it was like, it was like, eight o'clock at night or something like that, that the game started. And I kind of off that night, it was mission plan. And so I was able to go catch the game. And uh, I watched Jonathan Wells just kind of run wild in the first half. They kind of hung on for dear life in the second half. I'm like, man, finally won. And then, then the next year when, when, uh, uh, when Ohio State intercepted, uh, um, I think it was Chad Henney in the end zone to, to win and go to the Fiesta Bowl and then win. And then uh, win the national championship. Oh, come on. Man. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, it's really, it's good to be talking with a fan who went through, because there's eras with Michigan. I mean, the old, that old 70 stuff, the two gruff ass coaches who didn't give a shit about anybody. They were just like cut from the same mold. I mean, to hell with everybody hard on you at practice, flip yeah. you the full finger. Both guys were the same. They're both, it was just tremendous. Yeah, and the the rivalry that 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 was born out of that from '69 when Shem Beckler took over the Wolverines from you know he's under Woody and he took over the Wolverines and it started from there. But I remember that the Wolverine Buckeye games at my house in the '70s were bigger than like Thanksgiving or Christmas. We would get you know 10, 15 people for uh, the holiday for Thanksgiving. We'd get like 40 for that game. Really. And it was a big, big event at my house. And it was like, remember the old days, it was all running. They would run against each other. There was no passing. Yep. They probably yep. went five seasons with one touchdown pass. <laughs> so it was whoever could run the football better. It was just a basic, yep. just a running game war is what it was. And uh, I remember one time Rick Leach, the old lefty for the Wolverines in 76 or 75, sometime in the mid-70s, he went back to hand it to Butch Wolfolk out of the backfield, and he did a play action. And like five of my uncles, the whole room became silent. And one of my uncles said, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> they threw like four passes a game, dude. It was really rare. And Leach went back, and he threw like a 20-yard square out or something to, to, to I don't even know who it was, to Wangler or something. But uh, <laughs> it was such a different 
style of football. The rivalry has just come. The only thing that's been ruining the rivalry is Michigan not holding up their end of it. Because I think like, Michigan is holding up their end of the our, our bargain. For, <laughs> that the 70s and 80s were just some serious wars. I remember. Yeah. The the two that stand out to me was with a you know the Desmond Howard punt return. That oh. that'll always be special when he took it up the sidelines and did the Heisman yeah. pose. That in in I think '95 when Bianca Patuka ran wild and. I mean, Ohio State was number two in the country going into that game. They were undefeated, number two yeah. in the country. And Bianca, Michigan just, for some reason, just had everything going that day. They, they, could do, they could do no wrong. And that was, uh, I had just gotten to Germany uh, when I was in the Army. And that uh, was the first Ohio State game I'd seen all year. And I, ha- really? I hadn't seen Ohio State play. And, and I thought to myself, how was this team – ranked second in the country. They look terrible. Because Tim Biakovituka ran for over 300 yards. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm saying, who, who is this clown? And so, so I hate him not only for that. <laughs> then, then when I started playing fantasy football right around that time. And he was at uh, Carolina. And, and he was terrible. He was terrible for oh, he, he was. was. A fantasy, he was a fantasy weight that dragged your team to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I hate Tim Biakabatuka. Yeah, in the 70s, it was always Butch Wolfolk or Rob Lytle or Johnny Keyworth. Michigan had seemed like we had the same running backs for 12 years. But it was for, yeah, for Ohio State, it was it was Archie Griffin who always remember, played well against that team up north. I remember, uh, do you remember the quarterback they had, Cornelius Green, handed yes. off to Archie Griffin. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can't remember any good running backs besides uh, Griffin though. Who really? And they've always had tailbacks at that that school. So yeah, um, like I don't remember another guy till Claret. I mean, that's like the last guy between the seventies and then I really remember. Keith Byers, Eddie George. Oh, uh, Keith Byers was a great back in the eighties. Eddie George, Robert Smith. Yeah, I Robert remember. Smith. Yeah. Um, I, I remember. Um, my first when I moved, the first the first game I, I I saw as a as a resident of Columbus was Mike Lanise caught one catch for like 18 yards and the and Ohio State ended up winning the game like 13 to 6 and it was I imagine it would Columbus was went nuts. I mean it would they had lost a couple years in a row uh, and and that's when it cuz I I I was able to watch the game. I always liked Ohio State even as a kid cuz I always I was always fascinated by the Buckeye leaves you know advancing on the helmet. You know I I always loved the stickers. I always thought that was cool. So I wasn't Yeah, it, it was awesome actually. Um and you're a communist for saying it isn't. What about <laughs> Brutus, dude? I hate Brutus. I hate that thing, whatever. What is he? I don't even know what he is, but I can't stand him. Brutus I Buckeye? hate that one guy in the crowd that's like 60 years old. And he looks like, you know, he's paying. I hate that guy. I hate super fans. I hate Buckeye guy. <laughs> I hate Bucknut. I hate your your Michigan dude that has the, like, the the cape and the stupid wrestler oh. man. Come on. Man. Quit drawing attention uh, to yourself. It's well, about it's, it's about be, the game. It's not about you. We're gonna need some turnovers. We're gonna need some homer calls by the officials. I'm kind of counting on that at Ann Arbor this weekend. Um, but Michigan's gonna need a little help. They don't match up well on paper with the Buckeyes. But you know what? The thing Michigan is doing well right now is they're throwing the ball well. And yeah, hope you're doing it against crappy teams. teams. If they could crease the Buckeyes a couple times on some long passes, then at least give them a shot. You know, but. Michigan's going to need need some help, but I think we're I think we got a shot this weekend. I think they can. Uh, I mean, nothing better. We're not going to we're not going to be in the playoff race, so why not drag a team out of it? Even though Ohio State will probably still be in it. But uh, I was going to say, even 
even if Ohio State loses, which would be unthinkable to me, I, I, I've gotten so spoiled, but I don't care because after the Cooper years, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't care if Michigan ever wins a Tom game. Cooper, what Tom Cooper, that guy yeah. sucked. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, let, let me ask you this question. Ask away. You, you got your, you got your boy in Harbaugh, and he was, he was going to be the guy that fixed this oh. problem about beating Michigan State and beating Notre Dame and beating Ohio State. He's, he, I think he's beaten Michigan State twice now. Twice yes. in a row, maybe three times, a total. I can't remember. He hasn't um, lived up to what he's supposed to do here. If Harbaugh, Harbaugh wasn't brought in to win nine or ten games a year and go to the pinstripe bowl, no. he wasn't. He, he was brought in to beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten East, win the Big Ten, and, and get a spot <laughs> in the college football playoff. Best, best he'll do is this year where he'll finish third, thanks to that Cinema. Let's cut you off real quick. Michigan has beat Indiana uh, 39 of the last 40 times they've played them. <laughs> That's crazy. If what? What? You, you, Ted, you just cut out. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. You came back. All right, continue on. But there was a whole okay. section you were talking about that nothing happened. So, so Harbaugh was brought in to, to win – the Big Ten go to the college football playoff. Right. Best he's done is third place in the Big Ten East. If he doesn't beat Ohio State this year, will the drumbeat grow for him to leave? And if it does, who would you who could you conceivably replace him with? Because he's the he's the ultimate Michigan man. The only guy I can think you could replace him with, even though I think he won't be replaced, is and I agree with everything he said up to that point. I'm disappointed. I've you know I've been supportive of what Harbaugh's done. I think part of his problem is he's never really had a good quarterback since he's been there. And I think he oversaw that. He's had some real scrub quarterbacks, and Patterson ain't much better. And he's a quarterback to go well, 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 get, get this. They have a they have a kid, uh, Christian McCaffrey's little brother. They recruited two, three years ago. He was number one in the country in prospects for quarterbacks. And they brought him in. He's been on the bench. He's played two or three games a year. He's good. He's really good. And I sit here and I, you know, Ruby's probably sick of hearing it saying, why don't they put McCaffrey in? He's just better. He makes way less mental errors than Shea Patterson makes. He's just a better pocket guy. He runs when he needs to. He's a good quarterback. McCaffrey's little brother. Wow, he's going to be our quarterback next year. And I think he's going to give us a better shot. But and he's, he hasn't had a good quarterback, but he hasn't really. The only guy that could conceivably take his spot in my mind would be Les Miles, the old LSU coach, because yeah. he's center for Bo. And when you play center for Bo, you're like a captain of the offense more than the quarterback is. The Bo Schembechler is very tough on the centers and the O-line in general. Ask, you know, listen to Dan Deardorff in Bubba Paris. I talked to Bubba Paris one time at Walmart. I met Bubba Paris at Walmart in Santa Rosa, and we had a long discussion about Michigan and, and defensive linemen in the NFL. Bubba Paris is a very cool dude. And he said Bo Schembechler could scare the offensive He was so much harder on the offensive line than anybody else at practice. Really? So I would think Les Miles would be, you know, it's got to be a Michigan man to come in. That would be my only guess at this point. But even if he loses, you know, Harbaugh's biggest problem, he's not only losing to Ohio State, but he follows it up with a bowl loss. 
So it's always the last two games of the season are just totally horrible. I think he'll fall out of favor, but I don't think he's going to get fired. I think he'd have to have like a, you know, four and eight or something. Wow. To get fired because he's really, you know, he's still considered the god around that campus. But uh, he certainly hasn't delivered. But I'd like, I'm anxious to see what he does with McCaffrey next year. And I think if he pulls this game out on Saturday, he's going to be back on top of the heap. Yeah, I, I think he will too. Um, you know, no, no coach on either side of this rivalry, not even not even John Cooper, has started out 0-5 in the game. Cooper went 0-4. Um, Harbaugh's 0-4. No coach has gone 0-5. Well, good. Then they're going to hold true to that tradition on Saturday. Comma, until Jim Harbaugh on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I've all, you know, you know what's funny is since 1972, I've only missed one half of this football game. I've seen every oh. one, dude. In 1987, I was hungover, and it used to start at 9 a.m. out here on the left coast. It used to start at 9 a.m. sharp, and I was hungover, and I slept through the first half of 87 game. But that's the only one I've ever, the only part of any one of these. I've seen every one of these games. And I've the never 87 been... game, that was when Earl Bruce had gotten fired, like earlier in that week, and the, and the, and the Ohio State players wore the Earl headband, and they, <laughs> and they were a big underdog. They weren't supposed to win. And uh, they, they pulled out a win in Ann Arbor. Oh, they won that game. Yeah. So I was hungover and they lost. I can't yeah. imagine what happened that afternoon. <laughs> but I remember waking up and it was like three minutes. There, You know, you wake up when you're hungover, you're kind of groggy and looking around and shit. And I go, oh, my God. And I felt like it was like my, my life was going to end because I missed a little bit of that game. I'm thinking, I hope no of my family and my uncles don't know because <laughs> I've never missed one. Wow. I, no matter where I'm at, I'm always going to see this game. This is probably, I mean, the Vikings, we've, you know, we missed, you know, games over the years or whatever. This Michigan, Ohio State, even though it's still unpleasant, we've only won once in the last, what, 100 years. It's, it's, I will never miss this game. I love this game. I love the hype for it. I love the teams running out on the field, whether it's at the horseshoe or the big house. This is the best rivalry in college football. It's the best rivalry in all sport, period, dot. And Michigan can get the rivalry right back on track with a huge upset this week. You know, Vegas is only, what, eight points, which is kind of surprising. I don't is know it why. down to eight? Yeah, why is it only an eight-point spread? That's very – Well, one, Michigan's been playing better lately. Uh, they're at home, and that always, I think, when you have two good teams, I think even the team that's favored is going to lose a couple points because – you know, Michigan, the big house is a home field advantage. I wonder if this, I wonder what weather's going to be like. I hope it's good weather. I don't want to. I don't know. Well, what do we got, Dave? What's the weather? Just looking up the weather. The weather for Saturday is a high of 37 with rain moving in at approximately 6 p.m. local time. Oh, the game will be over by then. Starts at noon. Yeah. <clears throat> so it should be 37 and cloudy. It's going to be real cloudy on the Buckeyes sideline. It's going to be gloomy and cloudy and shit. No, it's not. Everybody, it's Har- Harbaugh's going to commit ritual seppuku in every, the fourth quarter. Everybody, <laughs> the field's going to be pointing at what's his name? The coach, Jim Jones. What's it? I don't even know his name. Brian. Brian, Brian Day. Day. You're, you're going to you're going to know the name. 
He's going to let me know the name by 4 o'clock. You're costing us the national championship with your shit game plan. Dobbins is going to be on the on crutches. It's going to be. It's all going to fall apart, Ted. So enjoy it this week because it's all we'll going to fall apart. We'll see. Easy. We shall see. Yeah. Long as we, as long as we don't come out with the Broncos offense. <laughs> Hail to the victors, baby! Go Bucks! Beat that team up north. We want to thank everybody that watched. This has been your college football, the big game. University of Michigan against Ohio State in the big house up in Michigan. Special from Good Morning Gallahorn. Any last words, you two? Meow, meow, Buckeye cow. (laughs) (laughs) Go Bucks. Beat that team up north. Michigan 30, Buckeyes 14. (laughs) (laughs) What I'll make... Ted choke on his drink.